Hello, everybody. Welcome back. You tell us what's in the box. What is in the box? The box. What is in the box? Box. Box. This is new, everybody. <laughs> we should introduce ourselves because we keep forgetting to do that. <laughs> I do. I, we actually have that written down. I'm Danny. I'm Joanna. And so, if you've been watching us for the past. This is episode 31, so hopefully you're, you can distinguish our voices and and know who we are by now, hopefully. <laughs> or if you're new, that's who we are. Yep. Um, um, I'm sorry, not sorry for my general weirdness. So You shouldn't be sorry. No. That's why we open boxes. Yes. Um, today, <laughs> today we're talking about um actually some online comics that have been made uh, into a collection um the collection is called midnight radio uh you can find it at elcomics.net elcomics.net and um they are a combination of very different, um, very different uh, comics with different themes, different uh, genres, um, but a lot of them have horror um, elements to it. I think they're fantastic. This was my suggestion um, that we talk about these comics because I thought they were just really cool and it's different. You don't often see kind of these anthology type comics, you know, brought together. Um, so, yeah. uh, the yeah, writer is, is, I was just going to say who the writer and the artists were. The writer is yeah. Ehud Levlavsky and Yael Nathan. Yeah. Um, it's, I it's, hope I'm pronouncing those right. It's a fabulous, like imagine a collection, an anthology of short stories, but this is like a collection of short comics. Yeah, not like a comic series or a graphic novel. They're comics that are told, you know, some are short, you know, some are longer, you know, 10 pages or so. Um, like I said, you can find them at elcomics.net. The comics are actually there for you to peruse uh, for free. Um, so go give them some clicks. Go give them some likes. Check these out as we talk about them if they're interesting to you. And um, they have put them together in a gorgeous book called Midnight Radio that you can also buy on their website as well. So with that being said, let's talk about these comics. Let's talk about them. I loved um, these comics so much. Did you? I did. Did you? I did. Yeah, we, I haven't gotten a chance to, to get your opinion um, on, on if you liked them or not. Um, we did have to have a discussion before we did this about because you know they're different genres um you have some fantasy ones in here they're sci-fi they're straight up horror um different time periods uh you know lots of different stuff um and so it kind of started you know us asking you know what is horror are these all horror um what are the, what are they mm -hmm. Are they horror? Or um, I'm gonna let the, Joanna start. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say well, what. I'm gonna let you because. <laughs> what are the connecting themes with with these? Right, so we definitely had to approach kind of thinking about this or this collection of short comics in a very different way because the way that the majority of them are 
presented um, are like in first person, like you're in the protagonist's head and you're going along with them. So there isn't the traditional, like, let's analyze the relationships between the characters like we kind of normally do here. But the fact that a lot of the time we end up kind of going very existential with our explanations, um, we still figured like, this is something wonderful to talk about because the one constant theme through every single one of these comics, regardless if you think like it's in the horror genre or not is they all talk about death. What is death? What is our relationship to death? Um, what does it mean, you know, um, for like for people wanting things or missing things and things like that and how death is the connection between all, all that. Um, so we thought it was a very, very good, like, exploration of what our relationships are to not just literal death but metaphorical death um so I hope that kind of makes sense because I know at first when I when Dan and I were at talking about this I'm like Danny they're not all horror what this one's like kind of about video games this this is fantasy what and then she made I forget what the very good point was that you made but then it triggered me to be like, oh my God, you're so right. Every single thing deals with death. Like everything. Yeah, they all have, um, <laughs> Everything in every one of these deals with stuff that people are afraid of. I think, you know, deals deals with being afraid of, of death or being afraid of um, dying or being afraid of someone they love dying or um the afterlife you know, it, it, ghosts yeah it's fears so even if it isn't straight up horrors each one of these kind of has to do with a fear um i i think which i think is sort of you know what kind of brings horror together you know and not everyone is going to be scared of the same things mm -hmm. and in that sense i think all of these have um, something for everybody. There's going to be something in in these comics um, that you will find that you, that that will you know kind of touches on a fear um, that that you might have, um, and, and a lot of them do have to deal with dying, death, uh, pain, uh, grieving, um, you know, hubris. You know, a lot of things that that they don't end none of these really end well, I guess, depending on your perspective. Um, they don't. Um, no, none of them have like a happy ending, which is kind of like, like the main thing that horror does have, like there isn't any kind of hope at the end. It just is right. what it is. It know? is what it is. And even the couple that sort of end um you know you feel like it ends okay um it, it still is they have to sacrifice something yeah um like okay like let's look at um there's the one fertile where the couple is having trouble uh conceiving so they go to this town right 
And, you know, you know, they're having trouble conceiving, they're not having great stuff in their relationship and, and everything like that. And they find out that the town is extremely fertile. There's babies everywhere. There's crops everywhere. Everything is green and stuff like that. And they're trying to figure it out. And they find that there's some sort of nature creature, like, a, like maybe a golem or an elemental or something. It never really gets explained that that is causing the valley to be fertile. And they release it. And it ends up decimating the town like everything suddenly dies is gone shivels up gets just absolutely wrecked and then at the end uh she's pregnant she she does get pregnant and so it ends happy for them they actually have twins it says Mm -hmm. um but the town got decimated (laughs) so it kind of ends you know like okay yeah they got pregnant they got what they wanted but uh they just shared the whole town in the process and uh yeah they they decimated the whole town in the process or um and took away the whole yeah they took away the whole um reason why the town was doing so well um but also like you have to wonder like is it like I, I I kind of think think of it as like the ending to the first life life is strange game. You know, do you choose to save your best friend or do you choose to save the town? And this is very much one of those morally ambiguous endings. And there's just there is no winning no matter what. Right. And yeah, then you, you don't get the baby or, you know, and the town is okay, or you get the baby and the town gets decimated. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, like that one, you know, even though they kind of got what they wanted, it still didn't end well for the town or like on the tattoo artist one mm-hmm. that's kind of right above it. Um, You know, she gets the tattoo, the starlet and everything, and she starts slipping out. And at the end, um, you know, she ends up not ever looking at herself again for fear of the tattoo uh, killing her <laughs> as, it, as it grows more and more dot- grotesque, creeping up her body. So she's content, you know, it shows her at the end in a relationship and everything like that, but she never looks at herself. She lost, loses her fame um, and all this other stuff. So you, know, you can argue that that's a, a good ending, but, you know, if she had been a better person, when she was, had fame and was a starlet and didn't want everything for herself and like only the best, et cetera, et cetera, then, you know, maybe she wouldn't be in that situation mm-hmm. to have to give that up, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, it ended well, but you know, she had to make the compromise to do it. Right. You know, it, yeah. that's probably the least one out of all of them. Yeah. It feels also like in most of these, there is some sort of compromise there is some sort of message like you know you can hurt so much by losing someone or something or not having something that you really really want or that you love so much it's like you don't necessarily realize how your wants and your needs could have an effect on somebody else an entire town etc etc um so to go along the same lines the the comic stay 
which is basically like about a mom who's trying to conjure the spirit of her son who committed suicide um, by hanging in, in his room. And she just so emotionally could not, you know, get through it. Like her grieving was just too much. She missed him too much. So um, she found somebody to help them, you know, perform a ritual to make his ghost stay in the house. Right. Which is like, and it's told. Yeah. And it's interesting as it's told from her point of view, because she's like, usually people ask me to come and get rid of these spirits. Mm -hmm. She was like, this time they wanted to make him stay. But yeah. then what happens is 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 they die and the ghost is still there somewhere, you know, locked up and and just you know waiting and and you know it's like horrifying. It's like he's you know, locked like, up in his own room there when all he wanted was to be released from this mortal coil. He wanted to be yeah. elsewhere, but now he is stuck in the very place that he didn't want to be. And I mean, not to, you know, we're not going to talk about suicide from a practical philosophical, right. well, whatever standpoint, this is just what happened in the comic. So you yeah. got to look at it. And then the, the, um, the last line on it or one of, yeah, the, the, the uh, very last panel one day someone will come someone else will live in that house but until then henry waits alone in the dark screaming his silent scream like Mm -hmm. dude he was probably better off in the afterlife and the mother brought him back because she couldn't deal with the pain and then she passed away and then the dad he you know was still alive he just shut the room and just left the entire house so now in death, it's almost like Henry is worse off. And yeah. it's very sad. And it's- Although you would think, now that I'm thinking about it, now that you said what happened, why didn't the dad just be like, okay, my wife is done. Why don't I just get somebody to come in and finally release the spirit? I don't know. These these are the loopholes in a, in a fit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd be like, okay, you know, she's mm-hmm. dead. I'm going to finally get somebody to come in and uh well then he died i guess so you know maybe maybe he no. just figured i'll get around to it and then oops he died <laughs> never did never got around never to did. it so yeah i mean a lot of these are really about like people wanting things right you know that's kind of what it feels like to me like you have the boy which was the first one at the bottom of the page mm-hmm. a couple lost their son they wanted him back then you had fertile which we talked about they wanted a baby <clears throat> then even you have inside you know the guy tells him you can't read the comic you can't have it he wants to and that one was kind of one of the shorter ones mm-hmm. but um you know even somebody does um you know a wicked man um you know he, he wanted to get back at that gang you know stay she wanted him to stay that you know she wanted like only the best tattoo and the tattoo artist stormy weather they wanted to hear her sing and she wanted her husband back time machine he wanted to do a time machine you know then, i mean a lot then, of yeah. these have a, <clears throat> the theme of the person in it wants something the nintendo you know. a group of teenagers summoned a demon to get new nintendos yeah i feel like is really yeah. relevant in this tech climate especially when 
the pandemic you can't first find a PS5. started and you couldn't find like Nintendo lights or Nintendo switches anywhere. So a lot of my friends and I would, would like joke, like, dang, if we need to summon a demon to get a Nintendo switch, we will do it because there was just no stock anywhere. Right. And that's sometimes mm-hmm. how, how I feel like I want a new graphics card or a PS5 or an X or a new Xbox. Right. It's like, do like how many souls do I need to reap to get one of these things? That's going to be obsolete in like five fucking years. (laughs) So it's like, you know, I feel like that, that, um, that comic in particular was very much like, you may think you want this thing, but in the long run, it's just going to be an obsolete piece of tech. And now you're fucked for all eternity yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> and that one is one of several um the nintendo prey sh- uh the one that sh- and our three that are kind of have the same characters in it yeah mm-hmm. the kids that group of kids yeah mm-hmm. what else we got yeah, yeah cold so. cold embrace was very similar to stay mm-hmm. in the sense that like you know there's um uh, this this guy's wife dies and he doesn't want to say goodbye. He actually keeps his body or her body in the bedroom, if I if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. But also his wife couldn't let let go either, so she just kind of her spirit just sort of stayed around. Yeah, you, you know, like even in death, you can't say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, he like remarries, but he leaves every night to go sleep with the dead body of his wife yeah yeah <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> messed up honey what messed. why do you smell like corpse <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean so so let's talk about um so what were some of your favorites what what ones did you like the most mm. i think for me like they were all great, but Midnight Radio, like there's like, yes, it's the name of the entire collection, but it's also the comic that kicks off this anthology. And you just feel why, because all the themes and everything else in that, the journey that the protagonist goes through trying to track down this mysterious signal on the radio that only ever comes through at midnight that drive to figure you know to figure out what is happening like that one instantly connected with the most two I felt like that was the perfect comic to lead with to let you know like this is how we're setting the stage for the rest of the anthology um and even though the ending was so simple, but I still didn't see it coming because I mean, yeah, it's, there's something, um, there's a, if I, if I remember the correct terminology for like signals that you don't know where, where, where they're coming from, ghost signals, ghost stations. Um, Mm -hmm. and she legitimately, tracks down where all of this is coming from and they're just skeleton 
half human, half skeleton, like ghosts that are still running this station. And then the ghost that she sees, he dis disappears and then she assumes his role. And kind of the assumption that I am making here is like, she is going to be the next ghost that is going yeah. to man. Like, like it's a yeah. process. Like somebody, you do it until somebody tracks you down and then they take your place. Yeah. And, and I mean, keep the radio going. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think to some people that sort of ending might seem terrifying. And I think on the outside, it's like, oh my God, you're going to spend your place in or you're 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 going to spend your life in one place for the rest of of eternity but there's a not so subtle like <clears throat> like you know she's passionate about music this is this is her passion she figured it out i mean it 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 ends the last two panels say i turn the knob and the music fills my ears clear and more beautiful than ever before i am home yeah, you know, and this is like leaving everything you knew behind for your mm -hmm. passion for a dream, you know, and you're yeah. never able to go back to that. So, I mean, it's death and rejuvenation at, at the same time, but, you know, we're not going to see what her journey is like after this we know her journey that led up to this and it was a lot of like you know her significant other saying like you're being crazy da 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 um but she found what she was looking for and it is happy and she's happy and she's fine with sitting in this radio station filled with the ghosts of DJs of the past right so it's mm -hmm. like she's even keeping a ghost like if, if, if we think about technology and how it's evolved and radios and everything else, like normally what we're doing right now, that would, that, you know, would be more of talk show radios, right? Like mm -hmm. back in early nineties and, and, and before, um, and before you could even, you know, get a vinyl, like very reliably, um, or even when, when you could like DJs, on radio stations were the big fucking thing and they were personalities people turned into certain radio stations because they wanted to hear their favorite dj because they would play all their mm -hmm. favorite music it was like a friend it's very this the parallels are very similar to like twitch today too right um, mm -hmm. and that's everything that I got from this comic and the that's bittersweetness and the happiness and the fear that it takes to pursue your passion and, and leave the past behind, even when people think you're absolutely bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Fun fact. I used to do a, a radio program at the college. Oh, me too. <laughs> Did you? I did. Mine was Friday nights. I did love songs. Mm. Friday night. I don't remember when mine was, but our shtick was it's the random hour. We don't know what we're going to play. We have this entire playlist and we just hit random and whatever comes up, comes up. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. But Very cool. People could request stuff too. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mine was uh mine was um yeah, mine was like a love song. Um uh show. Yeah, Friday nights, 10 to midnight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh um, <laughs> was... yeah, I mean that one was really good. Um, you know, it was one that, you know. Yeah, it hits, you know, yeah. it, it kind of hits on the fear of like, you know, because she did, you see her significant other leaving and then she kind of just takes whatever she has to go out. And it does take that like fear of pursuing mm. this thing when everyone says you're, you're, you know. Yeah, you know, so, so in a sense, you know, it, it's that fear of the unknown that kind of makes it horrifying. Yeah. But in the end, um, you know, like you said, she got what she wanted. Yeah you know um she's there listening to the music and mm. giving it to other people and you know you can assume from from reading between the lines that eventually whoever who knows how long from now somebody else will come and and, and then she she's will join relieved the of her duty yeah i mean she's but but you also know based on when she entered and she saw the other ghost she's gonna die in that chair yeah. Like, you know that, like, she's happy. I mean, who knows if she knows that? I think on some level she has to. But us reading it, yeah. it's like, oh, fuck, she's going to die in that chair. <gasps> yeah. That is dark. But she's happy. <laughs> so it's like. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So why do you think that one called to you so much? Oh, just that's my that's been my fucking life, man. Just trying to pursue what everybody else said was impossible or like mm, writing English. What are you going to do with that? I don't have any jobs for that. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> I don't, and then I'm just like, bam, now I'm a senior editor for USA Today, bitch. What? Yeah. So there's like this, <laughs> this certain sense of like, okay, everybody is telling me that I am absolutely bananas. I can't do this. I should pursue a more practical path in life and I just told I just kept kept at it even when I wanted to give up which is so many times sometimes I still want to give up <laughs> but, but that's why yeah I, you know yeah but that's why that called to me I mean guys mm. of that exact reason and then like the path that I took to get there and now that I'm on the other side of it I've left like if I look at who I was even like a year ago but we'll say like pre-October 2018 was when I entered into the career that I'm in now I never thought I would get here but now that I am here the old the old life is gone. I'm a different person. You know, people from my past have, once they found out what I did for a living, especially ex-boyfriends tried to, you know, hit, hit me up and see and see how things were. And the Joanna that they remember would be the Joanna that would give them the time of the day. The Joanna now is just like, nope, bye, block. Like, I have literally nothing to say to you. We haven't talked in 10 years. And now all of a sudden you want to meet up and talk about what happened a decade ago? I don't, I don't care. 
really do not care. I have no fucks to give with that. If you're still living in the past with that, that's your problem, man. I'm not. Like, there's, right. there's a bunch of uh, exes that really hate, hate me out there now. <laughs> because mm. Give them the time of day. But you know what? They're not entitled to it. It's my time. And that goes that's the right. same thing for everybody some ex is trying to slide in your dms and you don't want to give them the time of day especially if you haven't talked to them in like a decade you don't have to don't feel bad by telling them to fuck off and hitting block Mm. just fucking do it man but yeah that's why midnight radio like spoke to me because that was her kind of attitude throughout the whole thing you know like well if you're not going to support me in this bye bitch yeah indeed which one which one spoke to you the most actually my favorite one um is test Mm. i really liked that one um and it you know It, it, this is the one for uh, you know anybody who's trying to remember if you've read them. It's the one with the cop who gets thrown in with this guy by his fellow cops because um, he they were corrupt and he was going to turn them in. So they put him in with this guy who has obviously killed a whole bunch of people, um, and they put him in there so that he'll take care of it. And he starts talking with this guy, and he finds out that this guy is actually from another world he's an auditor and what he does is he goes to a world and he takes the guys of their lowliest inhabitant and he tests them he goes and sees how he's treated goes and sees how they treated others etc etc and decides um if 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 a uh civilization is ready to come into the universe they welcome them with open arms if they're not quite ready yet, they go and they come back later to see how they've grown. And the last thing he says is there are some societies that are so toxic, some civilizations that are so toxic that they cannot be allowed um, out into the universe and stuff. And uh, he has decided that the human race is one of these things. He's not, he sounds he, like Q from Star Trek. <laughs> He is, he is, um, that, that, that the human race is, is one of these things. And, um, but you know, he's like the animals on the planets are going to be fine. You know, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll be okay. It's fine. We're just going to take out the humans and everything. And the cops like, no, you know, we're, we're good. You know, yeah, we have to do all this bad stuff, but we're capable of great greatness and blah, 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 blah. And everything like that. And uh, the guy's like, okay, prove it. And gives him the gun. And he says, okay, if you shoot yourself right now, I will spare humanity. And he says, you know, if not, you know, then, you know, that's it, you know, basically. And the cop actually, um, you know, he's about to do it. And he basically tells him, he's like, you don't have to. Uh, do that you could come with me you could be an auditor 
you know, you have a good heart. You could be an auditor too. I'll take you off this planet. You can see all this stuff. You can be an auditor. You'll see the whole universe experience and things you can't even imagine. I'm looking at the panels right now. Forget this planet. Come with me. Let them die. And you will live a life beyond your wildest dreams forever. You will be a god. And the guy goes to set the gun down. The cop does. And the guy's like, good, let's get off this planet. The guy says, no, we're better than this. And goes to shoot himself. But it doesn't work. And the guy's like, you know, 5,306 condemned planets and nobody passed this test until now. Not even me. You know, indicating that he was once in this guy's position too and chose not to. And he says, guess there's something you're kind of after all pity. You would have made a great auditor. And then he leaves. Now, if you'll excuse me, I really need to get out of this filthy human suit. And what's really funny about that is what really hit me about it is not so much the story. Um, it's the last panel mm-hmm. and the guy's expression on his face. And the look on his face is not one of like relief. Like, it's not like, oh, I just saved humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, it's, I'm trying to describe it. You know, if y'all listening, you know, go look at it. its test and look at the last panel. It's very stone faced. It's very like, like shit, you know, did I do the right, you know, it's almost mm-hmm. like he's sitting there like, do I really believe what I just said? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and I don't know, this one just spoke to me because, you know, I have a lot of questions about humanity. Mm-hmm. I feel this. I have a, I have a lot of questions about what we are as a species, mm-hmm. what we do to each other, you know. And I can't say, you know. And, and this guy's looking; he's probably thinking the same thing. No, I, I did what I think I felt was good at the time, and yeah, whatever. But then at the end, he's like, "Did I?" Like, it's almost like he regrets it. It's just a stone-faced expression. Like, holy shit, what did I just do? Mm -hmm. Maybe imagining all the things that he's seen that humanity does to each other and thought, shit, you know, now that that's just going to continue. You know, almost like like he did that in the spur of the moment and now regrets what he said, you know? Yeah. I couldn't say, you know, I mean, because really, can we can we argue with this guy? about what he's saying about humanity i i don't think we can and i think the whole reason why this guy couldn't even like kill himself in front of the auditor and he 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 clearly tried he chose to but the bullet stopped because some mystical thing <laughs> that obviously well the guy probably stopped him. yeah yeah the guy <clears throat> stopped him because it but, wasn't a matter of if he would die or not it was his it was a matter of would he do it and he clearly proved that he did it and so the guy wasn't gonna kill him now yeah but also like his fellow police comrades they're altered caps they threw him in here to try to you know like change change his mind or something or hope that he the heat would die and i mean yeah if, that's what they threw him in for yeah so he would die and i mean if you think about 
the (laughs) number of corrupt police officers and precincts and all sorts of things we have in this country, especially stuff that's been highlighted in the last year alone, just in the last year. We need cops like this guy on the force to make change. And I think maybe that's why he passed the test. Maybe. I mean, you know, a lot of people argue the system's so corrupt. I mean, you can't, yeah. Even the good cops get pushed out. Yeah. Exactly like what we were seeing here in the comic. Yeah. Like, you know, they can't do any good because the ones that do speak up get fired Mm -hmm. or, you know, killed or harassed or whatever. Um, So they can't do any good from inside Mm -hmm. the system. The system itself has to be broken down and whatever. Yeah. And I think that's what we see on his face at the end, like kind of realizing like, what the hell, you know, just maybe thinking about all this stuff and saying, why, you know? Yeah. You know, but so then, you know, based on that ending and the fact that he, doesn't get to go be an auditor or go anywhere like maybe that's totally a farce too but if everybody else decided not to kill themselves then i would assume this guy either killed them or when they did go to kill themselves the bullet actually did so that to me would say like, okay, these are people that we don't need on this planet. But this this guy, this guy who's actually trying to be good and pure and ethical, he's somebody that we still need. So I would think like if any one of those other cops like got thrown in there and they were offered the same chance by the Q guy, they would have, you know, put the gun to their head and pulled the trigger and they actually would have died. And they're not going to be auditors. Um, I don't know. To me, it feels a bit ambiguous. And I do wish the comic would delve a little bit more into what you, what you were talking about. Cause I think it's going in a different direction, but it's driving the same kinds of points home. It's getting us to think about the same things. And I mean, the fact that it's set in a police station and it's doing this sort Mm -hmm. of like philosophizing about humanity, like the fact that they chose the police station and the bad cops and the good cop is no coincidence. I don't think that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, I think for me, it's, you know, these questions are things I've thought about a lot, you know, ever since I was a kid and it's a big question you know, it, the thing that called to me is the big moral question that it's asking mm-hmm. and it doesn't give an answer. Like it, it doesn't give you the, Oh, he did the right thing mm-hmm. or he didn't do the right thing. Right. It, it's, it's ambiguous enough at the end that you see that he's like, Hmm. You know, did it like, did I like, he doesn't even know yeah. if he made the right decision or not to save humanity. Instead of just getting off the planet, you know? But I think that that definitely was the test. If you chose to, like, be a god, that 
you would have failed the test. But the fact this guy's still after that and him saying, I don't have any friends. I don't have any family, you know, um, you know, but even with that, I don't want to go with you and I don't even want to be on, on this planet, you know? So that's when he tried to kill, kill himself. And I think his stone cold like face at the end is kind of just this whole, oh, God damn it type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I wanted to die. And I knew if I wasn't going to choose the other thing, like I would have died anyways, but at least I would have died under my terms. I was tricked. I don't want to be here anymore. Now he's just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know as if it's really good. Like he would have killed them. I actually think this guy was being honest with him. Mm-hmm. But then there's all those I, bodies. I, I, that's, that's how, in that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah, because he said he said 5306 condemned planets and nobody passed this test in town now. Not even me. Mm. So that's how he became an auditor. Uh, he was in that guy's position yeah. at one point and chose to leave and become an auditor. Okay. Yeah. That's what I think anyway. Mm-hmm. Um that you know, that really was his choice. He could have gone and done all these things, you know, and the rest of the human race would be gone. Or, you know, he killed himself Mm -hmm. and, and, but now he didn't even kill, you know, he's just kind of left there yeah and, uh, you know, he has to live with the choice and whatever. And And he has to deal with his corrupt ass. Who he allowed to live. The guy was like, oh, you want me to kill them for you? It's no problem. And he was like, no, don't hurt. You know, he's like, what did I do all that for? Mm. And, 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 you know, he did what he felt like a good person would do or what you should do um you know and and in the end you know he's kind of questioning whether that was the thing but you know i don't know yeah it kind of goes with exactly what what you said too the good cops get pushed out Mm -hmm. and that's he's back he's back to where he was yeah he's back to where he was yeah nothing changed you know um you know, or maybe he'll be motivated now to prove he did do the right thing. Who knows? Who knows? I don't, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, this one really called to me just because it really did ask a huge moral question. Yeah. Not just a moral question about personal things, which some of the others dealt with, you know, like like the tattoo lady and, and you know, um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the hug one, you know, the, you know, the cold embrace one, you know, all of these dealt with very personal moral questions, you know, grieving for someone you lost or wanting a baby, you know, it dealt or curiosity or wanting a Nintendo. It dealt with very personal, yeah, very personal wants and moral questions, Mm -hmm. right? This one called to me because it dealt with much bigger moral questions. Yeah. As in just the good humanity does outweigh the awful things that we do. Yeah. Does it? You know, that's a huge moral question. You know, and and so that's why it called to me is yeah. because it because rather than the personal moral questions of some of the other ones, it asked a bigger moral question about humanity itself, you know, and, and do we deserve to be here? You know, 
you know, would the universe be better off with us just wiped off the universe? Right. You know, like, you know, so I think that's why, you know, that one in particular uh, called to me. I think Earth would like it better if there was no humans. (laughs) In general, (laughs) screwing up the ozone. But that kind of brings us to the question, you know, is it horror? You know, is it? You know, I mean, it was kind of the question that you were asking me. You're like, some of these aren't horror. Yeah, I didn't find that to be like horror. And then just like also with like, like if, if you think about like all the, all the tropes you think of when it's horror, right? Like he walks into the room and like, okay, yeah, there's a bunch of dead bodies there and everything else, you know, but then you get to the end. And I, I think it's, I think it is horror maybe psych psychological horror thing is mm-hmm. you know if 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 we agree that every horror story like there's like n- not really necessary any like li- like there's no hope at the end um all right. ye who enter here abandon hope Ooh, um mm-hmm. like there's that just it ends there's no hope at the end for this this fucking guy. He's right. going back to everything. Um, what did I do? What yeah. did I do? And then um, I know we also talked about um, slash hug, and I this is very like fantasy. And then as you're going through it, um, the two two characters. Um, start talking about like how this world isn't real they're they're inside of a box and somebody is going a game to, yeah to, this is basically yeah like a game. they're basically just in a video game and then the last um three frames are just like you see everything getting pixelated and it gets like the geometric lines to it. All the color gets sucked out and then it's just black. And Danny, I remember I said, I said to you, I'm like, this was when Blizzard shut down the vanilla wow servers. Like (laughs) it's just this, um, this, like, like the emotion that comes through at the end of this comic, it's like, the world is literally ending for us and there is nothing that we can do to stop it. And we only have like right. a minute to say goodbye, you know? Yeah. But this one, there's like, you don't, like that can be, a, I mean, is that horror though? Like if we even think about like the um, Rogue One star, Star Wars film, you know, we already knew what mm-hmm. was going to happen with that. We already knew a bunch of people were going to die, like trying to get them the message. But then again, it ended with Princess Leia having this information and she says, oh, what's a new hope, la, 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 la. So, I mean, okay, yeah, like it almost has the same ending, but then it gives that little bit of it, like like a literal uplift mm. of, of hope. Whereas in this one, there's just nothing. It's yeah it's done the server shut down i mean i thought it was i thought yeah i thought it was horrifying in the sense Mm -hmm. that this 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 character is scared they're finding out that everything they knew was just like a game like it wasn't real almost and that other people have control over her life and they could just end it like that like everything she knew was a lie yeah 
and it was going to end. And to me, that's kind of horrifying. I mean, to me personally, yeah. it's kind of horrifying. I mean, it's like it's like you know, a matrix. Just scared. Yeah. 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 You know, you're scared. And she was scared at the end. And, you know, just hold me and he does until, you know, whatever. And you can presume that whoever was playing that guy, you know, is then at his computer somewhere, you know, yeah. his server gets shut down and whatnot, you know. Um, it felt very uh, Black Mirror to me, as I yeah. said to you. Um, you know, the whole tech horror thing and what tech does. And, mm-hmm. and it's not horrifying in the sense that we would that we would think it's horrifying like traditionally like there's no monster there's no blood and guts there's no uh jump scare there's no horrible twist really at the end it's just a slow dawning realization for this character about what's bound to happen to her Mm -hmm. And that's horrifying to me. And the whole town, her her whole family. I mean, like the whole town. Everyone she knows. Yeah, like the town is being attacked by by like enemies. And then the dude ru- rushes in and says, hey, there's no point in trying to save anybody here because we're all going to die. And like two seconds. Yeah. And then yeah, there, right. there becomes a whole moral thing like, well, what good is it for me to try to, you know, fight? our enemies and save my family if we really are all going to die what's what's the point in fine in what's the point i think what this one drove at and it landed with at the end was what's the point in fighting to live when you know you're gonna die Mm. that's fucking dark you know because i mean that is that's that's our lives we we all know you know, we're going to die at some point. We don't know when or how, but we still have to make something out of our It's going to inevitably happen. Yeah. It's still going to, mm-hmm. it's the inevitable and it's a slow dawning. Mm-hmm. It's kind of compiling that slow dawning of, of mortality yeah. and having that heads up kind of condensed into this comic. And that's horrifying. I mean, people are scared to die. I know I'm scared to die. I have horrible you know like i don't want to die i know it's gonna happen you know i know it's gonna happen eventually it happens to everybody yeah but you still don't want it to happen you somehow in the back of your mind until you come to grips with mortality somehow you still think in the back of your mind that somehow you're immortal that still somehow you have a ton of time yeah and you don't and so, like I said, that one to me mm-hmm. was horrifying in the sense, like to her, it was this dawning realization of inevitability of her, her own existence yeah. ending. You're so right. And that's yeah. scary. It's scary for a lot of people, you know, uh, you know, that eventually you will, you will not be here. Mm-hmm. And that's something that just, it happens to everybody. There's going to be nothing you can do yeah. to stop it. Nothing, nothing. No matter how much money you have, no matter no matter how famous you are, no matter how whatever, yeah, you know you, you're going to die. Yeah, sooner or later, you know you may live to be a hundred and two, but you're still going to die. And the best that you can hope for is that people are going to talk about you in a good manner and be upset that you're no longer there. And that's the best that you're going to be able to hope for. And then, you know. <laughs> 
And I think in a weird sense, this is really getting deeply philosophical here, but it's part of the reason why I feel like I'm a writer is that writing an art and, and doing something like that and producing art or producing something or doing something great in the world yeah. is the only way that we as humans achieve any kind of immortality. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. You know, the stuff I've done with games and stuff in the world, as long as we're still printing books and as long as they're still out there, someone will be able to pick it up and see my name in it yeah. and they'll be able to read the words I wrote. And in a sense, that's it's the only type of immortality that we can hope for. Yeah. Leave your, do something big enough that's going to stick around long after you die. Mm-hmm. I mean, a very, very small percentage of us will be lucky to achieve that. You know, they're. Yeah. And even if you're not super famous, I mean, yeah. even, even if. You still get a sense. I mean, there are there are writers who are not super super famous yeah. that I read that are still have their books there, and they're not like you know Tolkien or Stephen King or whoever, but they wrote and they have these books out there, and I remember them. You know, yeah. and and to them that that's immortality. Even if even if they don't, they have that little slice of immortality because their stories lived on in my brain. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um, like people know the never ending story, but they know the movie, but the book, you know, and the thing is Michael, Michael Endes, who wrote the book, mm-hmm. he, he's not particularly famous. Many people don't even know that the, don't even know the movie and they don't even know the movie was a book, but to me, you know, so a lot, some people do, but you know, there's a lot of people who don't, yeah. but to me, I read that book when I was a kid. And it had a massive effect on me. And so Michael Endy lives on in that sense. Cause I read that book when I was a kid, you know, I read, I read a book um, from the mixed up files of Miss Basil E. Duttweiler when mm-hmm. I was a kid and I still remember it. And, you know, so even if the author wasn't super, if you read it, if you absorbed it, if you saw that piece of art, if you saw that, they still live, you know? I mean, so I really think that that, that in terms of like horror, you know, yeah. it's not that that particular comic was not like typical, but in the sense that it, that it's talking about confronting your mortality, your own mortality and the end that comes for you inevitably, you know, it is very, uh, is very hefty and very yeah. kind of horrifying for people to sit and think about. We only talk about upbeat yeah. things in this podcast, folks. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, it's good. I mean, which, which other ones, um, you know, which ones would you define as like straight? I mean, there are some that were kind of straight up horror, but then there were some that, you know, you were saying weren't so much. And I think that was one of them. Yeah. Um, Hug was definitely one um, test. I originally um, arc. Um, we're really kind of the only ones, maybe the secret room as well, that I was like, this is not obviously horror the way yeah. we think about it. Um, but as you know, we just talked about, no, they are. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, the secret room again is one of those is kind of like going and being out of existence, kind of weird, kind of this. Yeah. You know, finding out you were just a comic page or yeah. whatever, you know. Shattering reality or shattering the reality you thought you knew is pretty horrifying. Yeah, it is. And you know, it is, it is. And I think that's kind of like hug and the secret room mm-hmm. um and stuff we're all about. Um, you know, just the things you thought you knew are not what they yeah. are, you know, and that's kind of horrifying to me. Um, you know, having your whole reality shift. Yeah, you know? very much. So. And then arc, um, you know, in terms of arc, you know, to me, it's more horrifying as, you know, to think about not necessarily the story was horrifying because it's, it's hopeful Mm -hmm. um, in that he's trying to help these animals. You did have the, the mutant animals in there Mm -hmm. and, you know, that was, uh, you know, kind of, you know, there's mutant animals running around, but he's trying to save them and, and it's hopeful you know, it's sad. It's a little horrifying that, you know, he has no one to take it on. So when he dies, he's just going to let them free and hope for the best Mm -hmm. (laughs) that they can propagate enough. You know, that's kind of horrifying. Like he doesn't even, he's not even sure if what he's doing is going to work. Yeah. You know, he just has to kind of hope it will when the time comes, but also when you start to think about, about what must've happened to get to that point that all these animals are mutated and there's no humans around and he's trying to like mm-hmm. help them all and etc. and everything, you know, it's kind of horrifying to think about, you know, we did something that got us to this point that this guy's doing this and we don't know there's hope that it might work, but we don't know if it's going to work. If it's going to. Yeah. He's just you know. trying blind. And I mean, there's radiation stays around a long time. I mean, it, it did no. very much feel like, post-apocalyptic like russian lit to me where it's like well uh this is what the world is deal with it (laughs) that's that's it i mean it's so i love reading both like american post-apocalyptic lit but that generally comes across as like a lot more hopeful than like russian yeah, like we're gonna do it that's that's the american exceptionalism (laughs) but like we're american We'll get through whatever it is. Yeah. We're going to survive. Yeah. Whereas I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't read a lot of uh, Russian post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Um. So as I said, I haven't read a lot of Russian post-apocalyptic. So I'm assuming it's a lot uh, less hopeful. It definitely is. It's more like, you know, well, this is it. Fucking deal with it. <laughs> You know, um, probably one of the biggest like Russian post-apocalyptic like series of books, um, uh, especially for those of y'all who've played the video game series Metro 2033. Um, I mean, it takes place. I mean, the first book starts in the year 2033. Um everybody lives underground uh, because the radiation is so bad up on the surface, it will kill you. It's um, mutated all the animals up there and there are now monsters and everything else. So people live below in the subway tunnels and there's different factions too and everything else. So what's interesting about that book is you never actually do get to see 
the monsters like you hear legends about them and oh. like you may hear noises and and everything else but the main character uh art artium um the the people that he i mean he only comes into contact with like really scary people dangerous people cults and things and things like that so again it drives the point home of like well who are the real monsters here you know mm-hmm. so and i mean that's different from what the this arc comic is um is i'm um, doing but the reason i mean the reason why a lot of uh, Russian post-apocalyptic lit has to deal with like radiation. I mean, there's the whole Chernobyl incident. So I don't think, you know, that's a coincidence that it comes out a lot in Russian lit. Um, I mean, this part particular comic, it definitely like ends with hope. And I think it's the only one that does um mm. like hopefully he's done enough with these animals to where it you know he can fix the world and i think again if we're going to go by our you know our definition of like generally horror doesn't give hope at the end <laughs> it's more yeah. of like holy fucking shit we survived and now we get to breathe but now everything like sucks um right but this this is like oh. the most uplifting of I'd say yeah because the horrifying parts of that are like what the world is and what happened it's not necessarily what the end is or what's going to happen is the horrifying part the horrifying part of that one is that there are all these mutant animals running around and that you know something bad happened and that would be the the horrifying part yeah and that everything he did these animals are they're just going to be killed and Mm-hmm. Or they're going to just get fucked by the radiation and then they're just going to procreate more two, two-headed wolves and things and things like that. So it's mm-hmm. like you're trying to bring new life into a world that's fucked up. So then those things, there's yeah. a greater chance that those things are going to become fucked up. Oh, that sounds right. familiar. <laughs> yeah, indeed. For sure. <laughs> So uh, let's go ahead and I guess I'll start and I'll, I'll kind of do a wrap up and then you can and then we can go into uh, what we're going to be doing next time. So, um, I, yeah, um, I highly recommend it. I think all the comics are worth a look. Um, they make you think, mm-hmm. you know, they make you think about a lot of stuff. You know, they're, they're well drawn and well written. Um, we talked about our favorite ones of the collections, you know, check those out. Let us know if you think the same. Um, I think it's well worth your time. And and I, I'm really glad that we can do like something that's not well known, you know, and kind of put it out there and talk about that there are people out there doing things on their own. They have their own website, mm-hmm. they're printing things on their own and, uh, and, you know, just give a little bit of light to them because this is really good work here and and I thought it was, what did you think of it? Absolutely. <laughs> and I would also add to everything that you just said by like, if there are people out there, who, you know, you haven't, you've like dipped your toe in the comics a little bit, but you're like, not totally sure. You don't know what's out there. You don't even know if you would like comics. Um, this, this anthology, this collection, if it, it doesn't grab you and makes you want to explore 
the wonderful world of comics and graphic novels. And then maybe you really just aren't a comic person, which is totally fine. Mm. But considering how much amazing stuff is here, just in a few yeah. short pages, just, you know, a, hand, a handful of panels and how um, the creators were able to get across like these entire stories just by relying on a few lines of dialogue and imagery like everything they did every single comic with this is insanely finely tuned down to the most minute detail so mm-hmm. it is i'm and there's genres here for, yeah. for everybody so they, i mean they're all so different from each other um they have some of the same themes like we talked about but they're all very different from each other so i think there's going to be one here that somebody's going to like absolutely and we'll call to them at least one. yeah total every everybody if you're listening to that like t- check this out all it takes is just going on their website and looking at all of them you know it could take like an hour of your time you don't have to buy anything although I'm totally going to buy their nice little hardbound book with all with all these in it because the quality here is so great. They fucking deserve our money for sure. Yeah. So, and I would love to have this really book can. on my shelf, like in print form. Because again, yeah, it's definitely like a even a, like a coffee table. Book oh, to put it on your really is. Have people pick up. Yeah, it's like leather and stuff. So, you know, really be a book you when somebody comes over and they're like, oh, what's this? And, you know, while they're waiting for you to make the coffee or tea or get them a drink, they can read one of the comics and you can talk about it. Yeah. And there you go. Conversation starter. Like, so go check it out. ELComics.net. Absolutely. And check them out. And uh, what are we doing next, next week? Speaking of amazing creations of things, artsy things. Uh, so next week we will be dissecting the film I'm Thinking of Ending Things. So the 2020 film written and directed by Charlie Kaufman. What? what? Uh, and it is. So you're no, you know, you're in for some weird. Yes, stuff. right. Charlie Kaufman. It's going to be weird. Uh, I do love me a good Charlie Kaufman Cough- film. So I'm really excited to talk about this uh, next week. Uh, but this. This film is based on the 2060 novel of the same name um, by Ian Reid, uh, but the film stars Jesse Buckley, Jesse Plemons, uh, Tony Collette, and David the Lewis. Um, and Lewis, yeah. yeah, and we are totally down with Tony Collette. She's just an amazing yes, actress. Um, I don't, I can't. And Jesse Plemons uh, was in Black Mirror, which I mentioned earlier. He was in one of the really good episodes of um, the USS Callister. Oh, yes, um, he was in. He was in that. And he's been in a bunch of great stuff. Yeah. So I like Jesse Plemons too. But Tony Collette, we're, we're here for Tony. Goddess. Goddess. Yes. Yes. I don't know why she doesn't have more awards, but I don't know. Uh, like, hey, yo, Academy, if you're listening to this, she needs more. She need- I don't even know if she would has you, one or not, but whatever yeah. it is, she needs. Would more. you nominate this bitch, please? <laughs> like, just fucking do it. Um, I mean, yeah. I can't think of a performance that she's done in anything that I have not liked of hers. So. 
Another reason why I I'm mean, super stoked to talk the, about this. Yeah. <laughs> even uh, watching a uh, Knives Out, like anything from Knives Out to Hereditary. Yeah. To, Little Miss Sunshine. She has been nominated. Yes. She has been nominated, but uh, she has not okay. won an Academy Award, a- which is a travesty. Academy. It's choking me up. Give this woman an Oscar. Come on, give her an Oscar. But she yeah. deserves one. But yeah, my the first film I ever saw saw her in was Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, yeah. She just six cents. Oh my. Oh yeah, that's right. She's so good. Anyways, that is what we are doing next week. I'm think I'm thinking about next things, time. and I've heard great things about this film and I have just been dying to watch it. So our podcast, perfect excuse. Yay. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. But all right. Where can they find us, Joanna? Everywhere. No. Everywhere <laughs> in your dreams. No. <laughs> um you Freddie, Freddie needs to move over. We're, in, we're up in the One, dreams. One, two. Danny Joanna coming for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie's like, what the hell? Yeah. Taking my bag. Y'all, please give us a follow on Twitter. We are at the box underscore podcast. We're also on Slasher at tell us what's in the box. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And yeah, we'll come up with the catchy sign off at some point. Um, yeah, that's going to be our sign off. We'll catch up with, we'll come up we'll, with the catchy sign off. And we'll come up with the catchy sign off at some point. Yes. Um, I would do my cat meowing for food, but that's already been taken by the wonderful women at my favorite murder. So that's not something that's not, Dang that's it. not a territory that I would Dang ever it. step into. So but okay cat me out yeah but until next time folks shake the box before you open it <laughs>